Hey there. From our last release, we had Dami Lola Igi and Daniel Dada come to the studio and share their experiences in identity crisis. This week, we have Mrs. Grace Utubo who's going to share her experience, her thoughts also on the topic. Dali Pagwari is in the studio to continue the conversation. Welcome, Ma. Thank you. How was your day? Thank God. <laughs> and how is your family doing? We're doing well, by God's grace. That's great. So, welcome to Youth Vibes. Last week, I had this conversation with some young people, and they had said that old people do not experience, or they believe that old people do not experience identity crisis. What's your take on that? Oh, thank you. Identity crisis is something that comes in different ways for different people. So depending on what stage of life you're in, you have your own aspect of identity crisis. It can be in terms of job opportunities, where to work, where to stay, mm. friends to be with, yeah. <laughs> the kind of house to live in, mm. <laughs> so the kind of car to drive. Is that also an identity crisis? Yeah, because some Special. people attach their identity to the things around them. I oh. think that becomes a challenge. That's where you find some women asking their husbands and say, are you not seeing the kind of cars your friend are driving? Ah. Or are you not seeing the kind of house they are living in? I see. So okay. older people do have their own forms of identity crisis. Oh, that's, that's, wow. <laughs> I just, you know, I... Well, since when I was younger, I kind of kept looking forward to my 30s because I just kind of told myself in my 30s, I would have had like a job settled, climbing up the ladder, so I won't have any identity crisis question. But now that you're saying it, it makes me afraid that I will have major identity crisis issues. <laughs> I don't think that will be the case if you know the person that owns you hmm. and you allow that person to give you an identity. So for us as Christians, we know we are owned by God. So we allow God to name us and give us an identity. If God can give us an identity, then we'll be able to pass through those crises without any issues. <laughs> okay. But since... Well, we don't say you're old, but since you've kind of experienced life way more than some of us or most of us, um, how do we identify like signs of those going through periods of identity crisis? Well, it depends. Some might um, be a little depressed. Hmm. Some might look confused and begin to ask all kinds of questions. Mm. Uh, some might tie their happiness or their joy to those things that they are trying to ah. <laughs> okay. identify themselves in. So it comes in varied ways. But, okay, since we have established that uh, you go through identity crisis at different stages of your life. Is it still okay if you are in one stage of your life, but like, let's say, like young adults, and you're going to multiple um, identity crises, does that make you weird, or does it, is, is it normal? 
Okay, let me answer this <laughs> so that I don't get some. I don't think it is weird to okay. have challenges on trying to identify yourself. Mm. It's not weird per se, but I think we we should all come to a point that we can we can bring ourselves to that area where we'll say. What is the challenge I'm facing at this moment? Yeah. What is God saying about me concerning this thing? What does God expect me to do in this kind of area? Hmm. If we're able to, well, I say, if we're able to ask ourselves those questions frequently yeah. and, and find ourselves in the place of prayer, in the place of studying God's word, I think God can easily channel us. But if we want to do those things by ourselves, remember, um, we are not the ones that made ourselves. True. We didn't make ourselves. God made us for a purpose. And if he made us for a purpose, he desires to give us an identity. Yeah. And if God can give us that identity, no matter the area of challenge you find yourself, you can ask God and say, how do you want me to present myself at this point? What decision do you think will be best and will give glory and praise your own, to your name at this point? Mm -hmm. I think if we're able to do that, it will help us to pass through those crisis moments without much issues i don't think it's weird it's not weird to have to want to find where you fit in best it's not weird but in the midst of doing all that we do not allow people to determine what we should be we should allow god to determine what we should be at every point in time okay but how do you get to know what's good wants for you it's it's easier said than it is done very very true i've always told um young people or people that i talk with generally and i tell them i said i think one major problem we have as individuals Hmm. is that we want to wait for those big issues to come our way before we begin to relate with god Ah. if we learn how to relate with god in smaller decisions and we begin to understand how God speaks with, with us as individuals. Is it through the word? Does he speak to us through other individuals? Maybe as you and I are discussing, yeah. I'm sharing my problem mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And you just pop in a word and God touches my heart and okay. says, Ah, that thing that Lipa said, oh, mm-hmm. that is what I want you to focus on. Or is it that I'm reading a Bible or a Bible verse just strikes my heart and I go back and look at it. So I think if we begin to understand the little, little ways God speaks to us, then it helps us when we come to these issues that we want to take decisions. We'll be able to hear God better. But if, for example, as a young person, I've never asked God, God, do you want me to be a science student? Do you want me to be an art student? Where do you think I will be able to serve you better? Mm. Uh Where do you want me to school? Do you want me to stay back in Joss or do you want me to move away from home and study? We've not interacted with God on that level. Then yeah. suddenly I now realize I'm almost 30 and I say, God, I want to marry. Show me that guy that I, want, I must marry. You understand that kind of a thing? Yeah. So I think that is where we have a problem. So mm. we just wait for those things big. that we think are big before we want to relate with God. But if we learn to relate with God from the small, small issues, Father, how do you want me to go about today? How, where do you want me to go first? Oh. Where do you want me to, which of my courses do you even want me to study? Hmm. Which area do you think I should concentrate on at this moment that I'll be able to understand better? So if we relate with God in those smaller issues, I think when the giant ones come, we'll be able to knock them over. Ah, <laughs> I hope so. Because, you know, in somehow in my small walk through life, it's, it's just amazing how you will just be living life that you just find yourself inside one major 
decision making mm-hmm. issue. But I think what you said about, uh, or I know, what you said about trusting the manufacturer that's good mm. to take us through it. It's, it's usually the best, um, the best recommendation, I guess. But you also spoke about talking to other people, kind of in passing. Does that help, really? Sometimes it does, but okay. it has to be what kind of people are you interacting with. Hmm. There are some people that you interact with and they're not going to give you words that are godly. They're just going to give you their own perspectives. Yeah. So you have to be sure what kind of people are you interacting with and what kind of advice are you ready to take from them. Those things that they are speaking, is it in line with God's word? Hmm. Is that what God is really leading you to do? Or you just want to go about it because you see this person... It's an older person, or this person is very prominent in the church. Yeah. It might not follow. I think what we should do is to allow the Holy Spirit to also guide us on those people that we can reach out to as like a support group. Okay. So choosing a support group is very important. We should, we should allow God to guide us on the criteria to look at <laughs> before we pick those support the groups. people. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like that would be better. <laughs> and before one of our weary friends would just tell us, ah. But okay, now asking for people who have been hurt by their own decisions over time and other people's decisions in guiding their lives and they are crippled with fear and doubt. And usually, you know, the whole identity crisis thing comes from fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. So how do those people get to, like, forgive themselves for making all those stupid decisions in the past to be able to make better ones for the future? <laughs> I know my dad used to tell us something while we were growing up that a wise man learns from other people's mistakes. Mm. But if we ourselves happen to have made mistakes, then I think it's also very important for us to look at those mistakes, see where we, we messed up, and ask God to help us not to make such mistakes anymore. And even look at how God can use those mistakes to help us and other people around us. Hmm. You might be able to meet a young person that is about treading the same Path or somebody, a peer group or something that's about to tread the same path and you say, no, I treaded this path. It did not benefit me. Yeah. Please don't go that direction. Then about forgiving um, oneself. That's the best you can do to yourself. You have made the error. Uh, meditating and crying over spilled <laughs> milk will not restore Never the milk. Yeah. So you just look at it in the past and ask God for grace to leave it in the past and look forward just as Paul will say. I am looking onto the mark mm, before me. Yeah. So we just place a standard before us and keep focusing and trying to get to that point. Okay. <laughs> For story's sake, you know, do, do you have any stories you want to share with us about any time that you faced um, any major identity crisis? Hmm. Since we're generally talking about... Um, since it's youth vibes, let me look at something that relates yeah. to youth. I think one of the decisions we try to make as youths, or when we are youths or younger, is um, 
like a course to study at the university. I can remember finishing school, hmm. and while I was in school, when it was time to fill jam form, all my friends around were feeling medicine, at mm-hmm. least those in my class. Yes. Since we were the science student, everybody was feeling medicine, medicine, and we just naturally followed Get them in. without really asking, God, <laughs> is this the direction you yeah. really want us to go to? And we filled it in, and... Um, even when I didn't get that admission the first time, the second time I decided to write jam again, I still filled in that same medicine, oh, wow. still not knowing where, where I, I will fit in better. But if I were to be honest, maybe it's at that point, I began to understand how God speaks to me as an individual, mm. because somehow I hear those voices whispering and say, Grace, this is what you do. This is what you shouldn't do. And in between that feeling of that jam form and writing the exam, I began to feel this urge, go back and change that thing to pharmacy. Oh. Even before the results came out. Yeah. But somehow I, <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't a popular thing to do at that time. Unlike now, that is very easy. Yeah, you enter jam office yeah. and just change course. So I didn't get to do that. But somehow I still found myself in pharmacy department. Oh, wow. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> so when the admission came here, I still didn't get the medicine. I got that same pharmacy that I was getting the prompting, go and yeah. change to pharmacy, go and mm. change, and I didn't. And that's where I found myself today, and I'm enjoying myself there. So I don't know. I doubt it if I would have enjoyed myself. That's me yeah. as a medical as a student medical, or as a medical doctor as much as I am presently as a teacher teaching pharmacy <laughs> oh that's wow you know i feel like one of the major things is the fear of regrets yes. you know like i like how you said you are enjoying mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. now so many people don't get to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. so they just always live in a life of regrets mm-hmm. so okay i guess well, it's been established that old people to go through um, identity crises, mm-hmm. and we also need to look to the manufacturer mm-hmm. to know what to do with ourselves, to know who we are. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any closing remarks for our dear listeners? I know you were talking about regrets not too long ago, Mm. and I'm just thinking, instead of anybody remaining in the place of regret, I think we can still ask God to work out the best from those regrets. Mm. Yes, we have made decisions that might not be the best at at, uh, in our own hearts and in our own minds. We're feeling, oh, I could have done this better, I could have done this better, but you can still go back to the manufacturer. Let's go back to him and ask God, this is the position I found myself. What do you think I can do with it? One thing I find reoccurring in the Bible is that the Bible keeps asking, what is that in your hand? Mm -hmm. So if you're able to present what you have in your hand honestly to God, I believe that God can turn that around and do (laughs) different miracles with it he did it with them moses Hmm. was asking what do you have and they brought out a road and that was kind of what saved them through that crisis with um, pharaoh so i think if we are able to go back to the manufacturer and say god this is where i have found myself at this point i don't want to live in this place of regret how can i forge ahead guide me lead me 
sometimes he might give you an idea of what what you could do with that particular thing that you think is a waste hmm. sometimes he might say okay do a turn around go and go back and do this this then this and buttress what you have so i believe we don't have to live in the place of regret as god's children we can go back and think about the beautiful things that he has said about us hmm. one thing that keeps helping me as a person is that i think as i said earlier when i began to hear god speak or hear god minister to me in various ways one of the things i wanted to know who i am and i was able to pick a scriptural verse that anywhere i go to today yeah. it still stands out for me something like isaiah 60:15 I am an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. Mm. So wherever I find myself, I yeah. try to live in that eternal excellency. I try to bring out that excellency that God has placed in me. Mm. In as much as I'm doing that, I must almost always remember that it's not me or that it's been excellent, True. but it's God yeah. that works through me mm-hmm. to bring out that excellency. Then I seek to give joy wherever I find myself. If I'm able to find out, like in my setting as a lecturer, I find students with a lot of challenges when yeah. they come to me and I'm able to solve their problems. Mm. I'm able to calm them down yeah. and say, oh, no, 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 don't bother about this. This is how we go about it. And, mm. and it comes to pass. For example, a student that is on probation, are you able to guide the student and the student eventually mm. graduates? Yeah. You are really happy mm. that God has solved the problem or somebody that is trying to find a script or is not comfortable with his result or something, yeah. and God gives you the opportunity to be able to solve such issues, mm. you are happy that, or I am happy that I have brought joy or something okay. or and peace to that so life. Yeah. So I think wherever we find ourselves, we can still go back to God and ask God to help us use that mm. to his own glory, remembering what he has named us and asked us to be. All right. <laughs> Thank you very much once again for Thank coming you on so Youth much. Vibes. I enjoyed this conversation <laughs> with you. I hope that next time we'll have even more interesting topics to talk about. By His grace. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Have a nice day. And you too. Take yeah. care. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the show today. If you enjoyed this episode, you can consider subscribing to Use Vibes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Turn on notifications so you don't miss a single episode. You can also send your feedback using the link at the end of the episode description. Or if you'd like, you can send us an email at youth4epc at gmail.com. That is Y-O-U-T-H number 4 EPC at gmail.com. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced and made by Daniel Suli in collaboration with Equa Plateau Church Youth Ministry. Our team music is by Basho Adamu. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next week.